Hey everybody, Brian McClanahan here. Are you looking for a great educational website? Then go to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll free of charge. Get a free class 10 Myths of American History when you do enroll. Look, I've got awesome classes there. Classes on the Constitution, classes on the Civil War, classes on secession, classes on American history. A whole slew of great stuff just waiting for you. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com, enroll, and get a real history education. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Are conservatives against education? Well, Paul Krugman seems to think so. Well, when Paul Krugman says it, you know it has to be wrong. I'll talk about that on this episode of The Brian McClanahan Show. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, McClanahan.com. Give me that email address. I'll give you a free ebook, Forgotten Founders, free audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. Of course, you can also support the show by clicking on the support tab there. You can also go to uh, Spotify for podcasters. You can become a member there. You can click on the super thanks button under the video on YouTube if you're watching it there. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Let people know you love it. Give it that five-star review. Leave a text review wherever you can. Comment on YouTube for the algorithm. All those things help boost the show. You've already heard about McClanahan Academy. It's also a great way to support the show. So lots of great ways to do what you got to do to get this podcast into more ears and eyes. Let's talk about this topic of education. And Paul Krugman wrote a piece uh, back in mid-February about education and how conservatives are against education. Now, for years, Tom Woods and Bob Murphy did a podcast entitled Contra Krugman where they went out and uh, took out a Paul Krugman op-ed and uh, commented on it, right, and talked about how stupid it was. So they had a whole podcast dedicated to this. When Paul Krugman is saying something probably the opposite is true. Now, in this case, he's missing an entire history of education. You see, the straw man in all of this, and Paul Krugman's straw man, is that conservatives don't like education. It's a straw man. The straw man from the left is that there's really only one way to teach anything, and that conservatives, if they oppose that, the way that leftists want to teach education or teach anything, right, whether it's science, social sciences, whatever it is, that they are anti-education. That's a straw man argument. Paul Krugman is failing logic 101 with this particular piece. This is because this is their myopic view of everything, right? It's our way or no way. So if you're against our way of teaching education, then you're against education. It ignores the entire history, as I said, of education. Look, from the beginning, when we start looking at the origins of modern Western education. You had the scholastics against the humanists. I mean, this became a big deal during the Renaissance. How are we going to teach things? What kind of curriculum are we going to use? I mean, this is, 
This goes back hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. And then as you move forward, when you get to the Reformation, are we going to have Protestant education or Catholic education? What are we going to do? I mean, this is the whole point of the Jesuits. They thought that they needed to have a strong Catholic curriculum in schools. So they're trying to push their agenda through education. The Protestants would do the exact same thing. We've had education wars as long as there's been really the modern era. When you look at Thomas Jefferson, Thomas Jefferson created the University of Virginia because he wanted to oppose his the, quote, dark Federalist mills of the North. He was concerned about the way things were being taught in schools. <laughs> but supposedly then Thomas Jefferson would be against education. You see, what Paul Krugman fails to admit in this particular piece, even though he does say, well, there's some people that are indoctrinating, I'm sure somewhere, is that education has always been political. Education has always been polarizing. And education has always been about what kind of things you're going to say or teach. That's the whole point. Uh, look, people have understood that education and the way that you teach things is going to lead to people that think like those things. But there's a reason why that Edward Bellamy wanted little minds of mush to say the Pledge of Allegiance when they were five. Because he knew if you did it over and over and over again, you would ingrain into people's mindset this idea that we have one nation indivisible, which of course is completely false. But that's the whole point of the Pledge of Allegiance. This is why I did the podcast on the Pledge this is why conservatives should never say the pledge. It's stupid. It's ridiculously stupid and it's indoctrination. So the whole point of education has always been, at least to some level, a type of fostering a particular worldview. You could say that's indoctrination or not. What we've tried to think of education, though, in the last, say, I don't know, 100 years, is that we've, we have this belief that education should be neutral that we should teach in a neutral way that doesn't favor one side or the other. And in other words, we need to make education objective. We need to show all sides of an issue. Now, that's a great idea. It's very hard to do in practice. Um, and we know the left really doesn't believe it. We know the left doesn't want to show all sides of an issue. They, if they do show, quote-unquote, all sides of an issue, it's heavily slanted in their favor. When I was in graduate school many, many, many moons ago, the chair of the department at that time, was uh, was giving a seminar, a reading seminar, so we would get a whole bunch of reading material and we come and we talk about it. And he tried to include some quote-unquote conservative reading material in that. It was a joke on what he picked out. It wasn't, it wasn't even good stuff. It was really bad material. And his point was, well, I'm showing you some conservative things here. I'm trying to have a balanced view of this issue. It wasn't balanced at all. If you look at the amount of material we had from a leftist perspective or from a quote-unquote conservative perspective, it was way unbalanced, and the conservative stuff was really just awful. I mean, it, it wasn't even good stuff that you would make that conservatives would make an argument that was even decent. That's the whole point. You see, they slant it in their favor. They don't go through the things that uh, would actually show some some spunk, right? I mean, to, to actually have some good conservative writers who are people that make some valid points. They just don't do it. That's one thing, by the way, if you get McClanahan Academy, that I do what exactly what I'm saying. I've got classes there on topics that I don't like, and I try to give you those topics from their position so that, hey, 
uh, at least you're hearing what this side actually says so that when you know and you go into a debate, you can actually know what the other side is really going to say. That's important to understand the other side. So we've gotten to a point in education where, particularly in your K-12 through or your universities and colleges, it's so heavily slanted to the left that conservatives have started to say, well, you know what, they're, they're rethinking education. They're rethinking the way that we have, have um, engaged in education for the last you know, 100 years or so in the United States. They're starting to look at alternatives. Maybe it's private schooling, maybe it's homeschooling, whatever they're trying to do to try to, to, try to think about something else. And just because they do these other things doesn't mean education isn't rigorous. That's the other thing that Paul Krugman seems to imply here, that if you're not in the traditional education system, you're not going to get a rigorous education. Well, I would say if you're in the traditional education system, you're not going to get a rig rigorous education. It's, it's become awful. From every level, uh, from K through 12 up through colleges and universities, it's become awful. Uh, so... Now, traditional education is really under attack, and the left can't stand this because that they've, been, they've had monopoly on that for years, and they know that's the way that they teach little minions to come out and be activists just like them. And a great example of this was the incidents with uh, Judge Duncan at Stanford University just a couple of weeks ago, where Duncan was invited to make a talk by the Federalist Society. He goes in, he starts trying to make his talk, and he's shouted down by the leftists over and over again in this talk. And he finally asked for someone to come in, an administrator, who shows up, a DEI administrator, not even a real administrator, but a DEI activist. And that activist begins to lecture him. So he says, look, I'm just, I'm done. And then the administration comes out and they apologize to Judge Duncan for this. And the students line up and heck, uh, heckle you know, uh, this particular administrator going uh, to their office. Right. This is I mean, this is what we're doing in modern education. We're creating activists. That's the whole point. History is now activism. It's a way to get more social justice activists, and the left knows it, which is why the right has become so critical of mainstream history education, mainstream social science education, even mainstream science education. That's a problem. So Krugman writes this piece about education in America, and he, his title, again, is that uh, the right don't need no education. I think, yeah, um, yeah, the right don't need no education. I also want to ask Paul Krugman, who, uh, when, <laughs> when Pink Floyd made the album, you know, The Wall, we don't need no education. These are leftists. He seems to think that somehow right-wingers invented this idea that we don't have education. And again, education has been a critical issue for a long period of time. Back in the 60s, it was, well, if you're on the left, well, we can't have this established. We got to teach other things. We got to teach other stuff. We got to teach the right way. This is where Krugman is coming from. There's my way, which is the right way, and everything against that is the wrong way. The first paragraph of this is just completely ridiculous. Ron DeSantis, who is currently governor of Florida and wants to become president, has been trying to position himself as America's leading crusader against wokeness. I mean, you can see the, the level of uh, education here. Ron DeSantis, who is currently governor of Florida, wants to become president. I don't know if that was an, a New York Times editorial edit or if that's how Paul Krugman wrote it. But, I mean, are his, are his readers you know, five? Do people not know that who read the New York Times? You could, you could have written that in a much cleaner way. I mean, so Krugman is a poor writer at that.
and lately higher education has become his most visible target. He picked a very public fight with the College Board over its new advanced placement course in African American Studies, and the past few days has broadened that attack into a suggestion that Florida must stop offering AP classes in any field. Now, that's a very interesting point. AP is dying, and it's dying because um, states are figuring out that they can have dual enrollment. They don't need to offer AP classes. AP class is fine, but you have to take the AP test, and then if you don't pass it, you don't get the credit for it. So you've got high school teachers that don't want to do it. You've got students that don't really want to do it. They just want to get the college credit for sitting there, and whatever grade they make is what they make. They make a C on it, so what? They still get the college credit for it. And so that's where, I mean, AP, I think, is going to go away at some point. Not just because Florida thinks it's a bad idea, but again, every class, and I, every class is becoming an AP class. Everything is AP. That's the problem. And it's not really AP. That's not the whole point of advanced placement. So uh, what we need, of course, are students taking college classes, if that's what they're going to do. Dual enrollment is a much better uh, solution for this issue where students want to try to get some college credit while they're in high school than AP. So a lot of states are rethinking AP, not just Florida. What's going on here? It's easy to get drawn into debating accusations about particular courses or institutions, but that's missing the fundamental context. The extraordinary rise in right-wing hostility to higher education in general. The extraordinary rise to higher education. So somehow, again, conservatives are against education. It's not true. Conservatives really want education. What they don't want is indoctrination. What they don't want is their students, their kids, going off to a university and coming back uh, as an indoctrinated leftist. Because they go there and they've got all these professors who believe that the whole goal of education is to get more activists. That's what they don't want. So they're, they're against that. So Krugman tries to knock this down in the next paragraph. He says, is every accusation about left-leaning professors trying to indoctrinate students false? Probably not. Though he would maybe leave the door open that it is false. Of course, Krugman wouldn't see what he does as indoctrination, right? For, for him to teach the way he does, and he, he taught at MIT, for, for Krugman to teach, he would think that's not indoctrination. He doesn't even see it. Again, because these people don't believe what they're doing in many ways, is indoctrination. I'm just teaching you what's true. But there's a question about all these things. Krugman's positions on economics are questionable. There's another side to this. Does Krugman teach Austrian economics from a very balanced perspective? Does he teach it from an Austrian perspective to let students get that side of it? Do they hire Austrian economists at MIT? I would say no. So do, do uh, colleges and universities seek out professors who don't agree with them? No. They hire everyone that thinks like them and that aren't going to do much work because they don't want anyone to show them up. So this is why you don't have any conservatives, really, at any major institutions in the United States. Uh, and I know Princeton, well, what do we do at Princeton? We got Alan Gelzo. Alan Gelzo fundamentally believes the same thing that Kevin Cruz believes about American history. It's just shades. It's degrees where they differ. They're fundamental on everything that's important in their mind. They, they believe it. They're lockstep. He says, America is a big country and it surely must be happening somewhere, although the specific charges made by right-wing critics are often ludicrous. So, 
Probably there's some left-wingers out there, but specific charges, well, they're just not happening. Go, I mean, go out and look at, just look up the hashtag Twitter historians. Go to Twitter and do that. And look at all the mainstream establishment professors and major research institutions that are on that website spouting left-wing activism. Go out and do it. Go do it. So you think this isn't happening? Of course it is. In a meeting with the College Board, Florida officials asked whether the new AP course was trying to advance Black, Black Panther thinking. Guys, the Black Panthers closed up shop when Ron DeSantis was a little kid. Say the words now, most people think you're talking about Wakanda. <laughs> That's so funny, Paul. <laughs> the whole point in saying Black Panther thinking is that you've got the Black Panther agenda now being forced into K-12 and even higher education curriculum which was, for a time, Americans considered to be very dangerous and aggressive, another form of racism. It was just the exact opposite of what, say, the Klan or something was doing. So it was a reaction to that. Now that's become kind of you know, mainstream. What, what the Black Panthers were saying back in the 60s, that's mainstream. And I've done stuff on this before, where, you know, even in Indiana, right? So you take Indiana, a state that's, uh, that's got a very small African-American population, the students there are more likely to uh, say things that would be in line with a much more left-wing view of American history than places that aren't that demographically. So, I mean, you know, places that you have larger numbers of, minority, of minorities. It's amazing. Uh, it, it's 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 actually you know a really interesting uh, sociological experiment to look at how all that has has happened in America. It is true that college faculty members are much more likely to identify themselves as, as liberals and vote Democratic than the public at large. But this needn't be evidence of anti-conservative bias. Well, there's, just because they do that doesn't mean they're biased. Are you sure? Again, go out and look. This is such an idiotic argument. Well, we know that all these people are out there, but that doesn't mean they're biased. And you know why we know this? Well, because this is self-selection, he says. What kind of person decides to pursue academics as a career? Well, a bunch of liberal activists, of course. So this is what they're doing. To make a comparison, this police skew Republican. But I presume that every off everyone accepts the this mainly involves who wants to be a police officer. So, you know, we know this is why we have bias in policing, you see. So he, that's subtle right there. What he's done is compared college professors and saying they're not biased to police who aren't biased, but yet the whole left says police are biased. So does that blow apart his argument? I mean, I don't know, but this is the argument that he's trying to make here. Strange. So what's really driving the attacks on higher education? He says, not long ago, most Americans in both parties believed that colleges had a positive effect on the United States. Since the rise of Trumpism, however, Republicans have turned very negative. Recent polling shows an overwhelming majority of Republicans agreeing that both college professors and high schools are trying to teach liberal propaganda. Well, it's true. It's true. Uh, they've been doing this for a long time. I mean, for a long time. Subtle at times, but they've been doing it. Now they're just a little more open. They're just a little more overt about what they're doing and trying to ram it into the curriculum. And this is why people have been pulling their students out. Conservatives, of all races, by the way, have been pulling their students out of schools, public schools, for a long time. They don't want them there. 
But what actually happened here? Did America's colleges, which a large majority of Republicans considered to have a positive influence as as recently as 2015, suddenly become centers of left-wing indoctrination? Did the same thing happen to high schools run by local boards across the nation? Of course not. Well, I would agree. Of course not. This has been going on for longer than 2015. It's just that people are starting to finally see it. They're seeing it. They're seeing the effects of this. Now, local school boards, this is interesting. This is why, you know, I've told you, get involved in local school boards. Local school boards are doing some of this stuff. They are pushing the curriculum in a different direction. That's an issue, right? So get involved in those school boards so it doesn't happen. He says, of course not. What happened was that MAGA politicians began peddling scare stories about education, notably denouncing high schools for teaching critical race theory, even though they don't. And right-wingers are also greatly expanding their definition of what counts as liberal propaganda. Thus, one points out that schools don't actually teach critical race theory. The response tends to be that while they may not use that term, they do teach students that racism was uh, was long a major force in America, and it affects linger to this day. So then Krugman says something that's revealing here. I don't know how you teach our nation's history honestly without mentioning these facts. You see? What he's saying, what he's admitting here, is that to him, the central focus of America has been race. That's the whole point of the left. If you do that, it's it's a Marxian technique or Marxist technique, technique. when you do that, you create this conflict of race. You know, the Marxists would often use economics. Everything is economics. But what these neo-Marxists have done, these race Marxists, is just take the issue of race and make it the defining issue. And everything is about race, not just not economics. You've now taken groups of people and divided them into race, and that's been the entire reason we've had conflict in America. It's all about race. All, that's what they've done. Uh, so this is the entire uh, profession of history. It's race, class, gender. There's conflict among all these things. And those are the major driving vehicles, forces, you should say, in American education. And those things are not just American society, American history. Those things are what has constituted the most important issues in American history. Race, class, gender. Nothing else but those things. Wasn't about power. Wasn't about any you know debates over what kind of powers a general government would have or not. Economics certainly not. Though they would say, well, class is about economics. You've got rich and poor, and it's about poor people getting you know abused and rich people making money. That's not necessarily it either. But this is the thing that you get. See, he's he's revealing that he doesn't really understand what's happening behind the scenes. Or maybe he does, but he's writing a stupid piece thinking that, well, I'm going to diffuse all this issue. He's not doing anything of that. He's just admitting his biases. But in the eyes of a substantial number of voters, teaching uncomfortable facts is indeed a form of liberal propaganda. And once your mind is set, and once that's your mindset, you see left-wing indoctrination happening everywhere, not just in history, in the social sciences. If a biology class explains the theory of evolution, and why almost all scientists accept it, or for that matter, a theory of how vaccines work. Well, that's liberal propaganda. If a physics class explains how greenhouse gases, gas emissions can change the climate, well, that's more liberal propaganda. Well, it is, right? I mean, again, he brings up evolution. Uh, did we not have, in the 1920s, a real debate about this? It was illegal. 
to teach evolution in states. We had a major debate about this, and it was seen as progressives that were pushing us, but that's somehow, no, that's not liberal. All, all scientists accept it. Well, we know what science is. We know that we've seen, we've seen science laid bare in the last three years. And science is just arbitrary a lot of times. They don't even know what they're doing. They just have a PhD behind their name or, uh, you know, something else, an MD, whatever it is. But they're all political. And the scientists, you know, the majority are political. The scientists that speak out are, shot, are shouted down. They're shut down. They're, they're, they're censored. They're silenced. Same thing on climate change, quote unquote. There's a lot of scientists that don't agree with it. There are people that challenge evolution, but uh, that's you can't say those things because the consensus is this. It's the way that history works too. The consensus is this. This is what this is how people shut down opposition. Well, that's not the consensus. This is what historians, establishment historians, do. That's not the consensus. You're not telling us the consensus. The consensus is this. That's their go-to. Well, we know that these lost causes are out there, but the consensus is this. That's not really an argument. That's saying, well, uh, I don't agree with him because all these other people don't agree with him. Okay, so that doesn't mean you're right. It just means that you have a majority of people that agree with you, whereas the other people don't, and somehow their position is not good because the majority of people don't agree with them. This is, this, is the, this is the argument that Krugman is making and that all these people actually make, essentially. And so a large segment of the population, the segment DeSantis is courting, has become hostile to edu higher, higher education as a whole. As an aside, it's a familiar fact that U.S. politics is increasingly polarized along educational lines, with the highly educated supporting Democrats and less educated supporting Republicans. I once, years ago, I went into the post office, a little small town I was living in, and I was doing something, and the guy was there, but the post, the, the postman was behind the counter taking, he said, you know, I'm going to vote Democrat. You know why? Because Democrats are smarter than Republicans, because all these people with advanced degrees like Democrats. That was his argument. This is, this is not just recent. This was, you know, over 20 years ago, people were saying this stuff. This is 20 years ago, plus, that somebody was saying this. This is an argument that's been made all the time. Krugman is not saying anything new here, but he's presenting it like it's new. This is not new. This polarization is often portrayed as a symptom of democratic failure. Why can't the party win over working-class white voters? But it's equally valid to ask how Republicans have managed to alienate educated voters who might benefit from tax cuts. And the party's growing hostility to education is surely part of the answer. Uh, look, I would say educated voters actually understand what Republicans are saying here. The uneducated ones, like the people Paul Krugman is writing to, are the, are the people that don't. They're the stupid ones. Just because you have a degree doesn't mean you're that smart. I, I mean, I see it all the time. Actually, I had somebody comment on a post, social media post, well, I've got an actual degree in history. This guy just saying a bunch of garbage. Yeah, I have actual degrees in history too, more than just an undergraduate degree, by the way. But um, th that was that was the argument. And then when he was pointed out, well, Confederate education doesn't count. What the heck is that? It's how stupid these people are. In any case, one sad thing is that this turn against education is taking place precisely at a time when highly educated workers are becoming ever more crucial to the economy. This is especially obvious when you look at regional data within the United States. The college-educated percentage of a city's population is a powerful predictor 
of both its current prosperity and its future growth. So what Krugman has done there is just uh, support gentrification. And a lot of people on, on the left don't like that, but that he's just supported it. And I mean, look, there is this, the more educated people you have, the people with money, right, in an area, it doesn't have to be educated, college educated, people with money, the, the uh, better your general environment is going to be. And so this, this gets into a whole lot of you know, economics and, and how that works and economic demographics and things like that. But he's just supported gentrification, which, uh, you know, again, this is seen as you know, uppity by a lot of people, not just white working class voters, but working class voters and poor voters in general. They don't want it. It's pricing them out of things. That's not to say the U.S. higher education is perfect. In general, we surely fetishize the standard four-year degree, which isn't appropriate for everyone, and grossly neglect forms of education, such as apprenticeships, that might be more useful to many people. But that's a whole other story. For now, the important thing to understand is that people like DeSantis are attacking education, not because it teaches liberal propaganda, but because it fails to sustain the ignorance they want to preserve. So there's his argument. DeSantis is teaching education, attacking education because he wants people to be stupid, because if they're stupid, they'll vote for Ron DeSantis. That's Krugman's argument. Smart people vote for Democrats. Stupid people vote for Republicans. That's his entire argument, when I would say it's the exact opposite. The, the fact is, Democrats and the left don't recognize the massive failure that leftism actually is in the world. But they have to teach it as not that, because if they teach it for what it really is, the reality of it, nobody's going to want to be a leftist. It's a massive failure. And all this, the culture war stuff is where a lot of people have drawn the line. That's where uh, normal Americans are saying, you know, this is just, this is, we've gone way beyond what uh, we were willing to accept. That's where they've drawn the line. So this is why I think Krugman, I mean, the whole piece is just completely stupid. Just completely stupid. It misses the point on everything, and it creates a straw man that's simply not there. All right. See you tomorrow on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.